welcome to another edition of Success in Christ podcast. This is your host, Legenia. You guys, I know it has been a while since I have done a podcast. I have been so super busy doing a work for the Lord and just doing some of the things that God has put on my heart to do, trying to run my business, um, so on and so forth. And I have not had time to just really sit down and get guests for the show. Um, Today, I am excited because I know that this was a divine uh, intervention from God that I uh, got today's guest, Jeff Kinley, bestselling author, is with us today. And he is going to be talking to us about his thoughts concerning COVID-19. Now, Jeff has um, done some extensive research on the last days, according to the word of God. And I've done some research on him. Um, And um, I am just in agreement with a lot of the things that he has said, most of the things that he has said uh, in reference to the return of Christ, uh, in reference to what the word of God says about uh, the Lord's return and and the last days. Uh, It all lines up with the word of God. And I truly believe that God has just given him divine insight concerning those things. Well, I thought it would be interesting um, and a benefit to us if Jeff just came on and gave us his thoughts concerning uh, COVID-19 and uh, how Christians should um, uh, behave or uh, I don't know if behave is the word I want to say, um, how Christians should um, react during this time. I have adopted this phrase, faith over fear. Uh, and that is what I feel. I have faith over fear concerning COVID-19, uh, knowing that God is still on the throne, that God is still in control, that no matter what is going on, uh, my comfort and my peace comes from the fact that knowing that God is in control and I'm putting all of my faith and trust in him. Um, still using wisdom concerning uh, how I should carry on my days, how my family and I, how we should carry on throughout our days whether we should go out or not, whether we should go to the house of worship or not. Using wisdom, um, being led by the Holy Spirit on what we should do. But I know that I've heard a lot, I've seen a lot of people um, and their distress and concern over, is it the last days? Is Christ coming back soon? What does the Bible say about this? Well, God had just put it on my heart to do the research for myself. The word of God tells us to study, study to show ourselves approved. And uh, it also says that our people perish for lack of knowledge. It's important for us to um, obtain the knowledge that we need so that we can adequately um, interpret the word of God and seek his face so that he can give us, um, the spirit of discernment concerning things that are going on all around us. Um, well, I did that and God led me to, uh, this wonderful man of God, Jeff Kinley, and we're going to get right into that interview. Um, I want to say thank you to all those who have sent emails, um, wanting to know where the podcast, you guys, I am still here and I am going to do my best to continue to get content out to you guys. Again, being led by the spirit of God in what I do, but I'm going to finish finish this discussion towards the end of the podcast right now I want you guys to listen to my interview with Jeff Kinley he gives some wonderful divine insight insight he has definitely done the studying he has definitely uh, sought the face of God concerning this and that is my spirit of discernment speaking there to let you guys know that there is a section of the interview that ended up going out it would not upload for whatever reason so there's going to be about 35 to 45 seconds of the interview that um 
is missing, but I did just, I had to just fill it in where it left off. So there may be one section of the interview where you're like, okay, hey, we're missing something. Uh, we were having technical difficulty. I truly believe the enemy did not want this interview to get out because it took me about a week to get it corrected. But um, nevertheless, it is up, it is going, and the meat of the interview is all there. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to present to you all uh, best-selling author, Jeff Kinley. I am right now in the middle of one of his books that is titled Interview with the Antichrist, and it is so good. I cannot put it down. So um, uh, we'll talk about hey, uh, that a little bit more, too. Where Hello, Gina. How are you? Some of his books from, because I am good. It, they will bless Welcome your soul as well. So without further ado, here's my interview I'm with best-selling author, Thank Jeff you. Kinley. Thank you so much for... Um, being on the podcast today, I am so excited. I did some, um, I was doing some research on this whole Corona thing, and um, um, I came across an article uh, where you were quoted in the Washington Post, and um, I did a little bit more research on you, and I uh, was just led by the Spirit to reach out to you to see if you'd be a guest on our show today. And um, I thank God uh, that you accepted, and uh, I'm just glad to have you on, so I really appreciate it. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So we are right now, we are in a time where um, there's a lot of uncertainty. And um, what led me to even began doing my own research, and I shared this with you earlier, uh, my daughter and I, we were out and um, I was uh, getting ready to do some grocery shopping. And we were just talking about how um, there was, it was the middle of the day and there was nobody around. Everyone was just, you know, everybody's cooped up in their homes. And um, I had made the statement to my daughter, you know, I'm not worried about it. I have no fear because God is still on the throne. As long as I know God is on the throne, I, I don't fear. I have no fear of what whatever is to come because my faith and my trust is solely in God. And that just got me to thinking, you know, while I have my faith and my trust in God, um, the spirit just spoke to me and, and, and asked me, have you educated yourself? Have you began to, um, you know, do any of the research yourself to find out, you know, what's going on? How is it? Um, how is how do these things uh, relate to the Bible or are any of these things scripture? And I realized I had not. So I began to do that. And again, that's when I discovered you as I was doing my research. So um, um, talk to us a little bit about um, Christians right now where we should be um, during this time as far as our, our way of thinking. Yes, we know we should have faith in God. We know we should believe in God, um, uh, that, that everything is going to be okay. But um, based on research and the things that you've done according to the Bible, just give us your thoughts right now. Yeah, well, we're living in very interesting times, uh, really unprecedented times. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day and uh, made the comment, you know, when is the last time the entire planet was talking about one thing. And I tried to think, you know, maybe back 9-11, but even 9-11 didn't affect everyone on the planet like this is doing uh, in over 250 countries. Uh, this has put essentially the entire world on lockdown. Right. And it's yeah, it's it's global thing. And so it, it has really caused, I think, a lot of people to sort of sit back and pause and go, wait a minute, what is going on here? Is, is there something bigger uh, that's happening, and and how does this affect me as a believer in Jesus Christ? And so, I think one of the things it's caused Christians to do is to think about the end times, and to think about the last days, and to think about what does the Bible say uh, about the last days. And so, uh, it's caused us, I think, a lot of Christians to to run to the Scriptures 
to mm-hmm. run to, uh, to to trusted sources, uh, pastors, uh, you know, books like I've written about uh, Bible prophecy and that type of thing, and and for them to ask those questions, which is a really a good thing. So uh, I think it's caused Christians to do that, and that's that's a good thing too, Gina, because. About one-fifth or less than one-fifth of Christians read their Bibles on a daily basis. And so a lot of people gain their the knowledge that they have about the Bible uh, and about God, really, uh, from going to church. And, uh, of course, some Christians don't go to church that much. They go to church maybe twice a month. And so, you know, they're getting just sort of intermittent, you know, words from God. And so I think it, what this has done is caused us to really ask ourselves, what does the Bible say? And that's yeah. really the question that every Christian should be asking themselves right now is right. what does God say about where we are? Right. And and that's and that was the very thing. You know, um, I have not gone to the word of God to see what the word of God says. I, I've, I've just left it at I trust in God. That's it. God is still on the throne. He's in control, which he, and he is. Right. But God, um, you know, the, there's a scripture that says my people perish for lack of knowledge. God is wanting us to always be knowledgeable and stay knowledgeable of things that are going on around us, especially when it's concerning us, our children, our children's children. Um, and so uh, uh, it's important for us to be aware of this very thing. So right now, COVID-19. Um, it, as you were saying before, it's something, it's global right now. It's affecting everybody all over the world. And, um, one thing that I've seen, I've seen a lot of mixed responses on social media as, as, as it pertains to how, um, Christians should respond right now. Um, churches are closing and, and, and resorting to online worship, that sort of thing. And then we'll hear some that say, well, look, I have faith in God. Where's your faith in God? Why are you closing the church doors? And that sort of thing. What is your, my, my personal response is, um, while we do have faith, God also wants us to exercise wisdom. And our faith in God does not mean that we have to be um, uh, negate responsibility and, and just common sense. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, one of the things that God gives biblically informed Christians is discernment. Of course, we have we have common sense that comes from just our, our natural minds, but God also gives us biblical discernment. And of course, right. we want to care about the body of Christ, want to care about our brothers and sisters, want to care about uh, the aged that are in the community of faith as well. And so, you know, during a time of disease, I, I know if, if it were in my own household and and I during the times when we had our three boys here, if one kid was sick, we would certainly kind of quarantine him off a little bit to keep the rest of the boys from getting sick and that type of thing. Right. So I think there is a common sense issue here. There's a discernment issue. And each church and each Christian has to navigate that on his or her own. Uh, there are some churches that have chosen to say, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to do this kind of a cautious uh, approach to this and and sort of elbow bump each other as we come into the church, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, if they want to do that, that's fine. But other churches have chosen to go online. And I think that's a, a reasonable and feasible option at this time as well, because in time we're going to be able, God willing, to return just to a normal uh, routine for us. And so uh, I think this tests us a little bit. Uh, it, it tests a little bit of our spirituality, uh, how much we can endure being separated from one another. Of course, you know, they talk about social distancing. It should right. really be more physical Sorry. distancing and keep up the social going on, but but yeah. keep the physical maybe apart. And so maybe this is a time for Christians to think about, hey, how can I connect with my brothers and sisters in Christ in a way that maybe I haven't before? 
Uh, in fact, this morning I emailed uh, some friends of mine and just say, hey, how are you guys doing? And, you know, we hadn't been in contact in a while. So it gives us an opportunity to reach out to our brothers and sisters in some new ways and to be an encouragement. You know, Jenny, there's a verse in uh, Hebrews chapter 10 mm-hmm. in verses uh, 23 through 25, where it talks about that uh, some believers are, are forsaking the assembling of themselves together. Mm-hmm. And uh, because there was a habit of, of that happening, and of course, it's yeah. our habit today. But then it mm-hmm. says, but rather than do that, he says, you should encourage one another. And he says, all the more as you see the day approaching. Well, what is the day? Well, the day is the return of Christ for his bride. So as we see the signs leading up to those times, we need to step up our encouragement. We don't need to be status quo. We need right. to turn it up a level and be even more encouraging and building up and uplifting to our brothers and sisters in Christ as we see that day approaching. Right, right. And that's that's so true and so good. Um, one scripture that um, that has come to my mind quite often during this is 2 Timothy uh, 1 and 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. Um, mm-hmm. And right now, um, I mean, I'm feeling that that scripture more so now than ever, um, that we should not approach this thing with fear, but with power, the power that God has given us, with love, loving our brothers and sisters, and that same power, you know, that's power to, um, you know, the Bible talks about the power he's given us to tread over serpents, over demons, over devils, and all of the powers of darkness, that sort of thing. Um, as it relates to what's going on right now, um, would you say this scripture is very much so relevant right now? Well, absolutely. Christians need the power of Christ in their lives right now. And, and here's why. We're all being affected by this. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, unless you're someone who's living in an ivory tower somewhere, you're being affected uh, by this lockdown, by this quarantine, by this isolation. A lot of believers, a lot of our brothers and sisters are losing significant income uh, because they're not able to, to go to where they can't work from home with their particular job. And so there's going to be a huge need. We're going to have to rally around each other. So individually, I would say to individual Christians is that, yeah, we need the power of God to to hang in there, to survive, to thrive, to be successful, to be more than conquerors, and to realize, as Paul said in Philippians 3, he says, you know what, learn to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself in. You know, sometimes Paul had plenty. Sometimes he had very, very little. Sometimes he even suffered. But he says, I have learned. And I think that's an important word, Gina, because uh, we don't just uh, flip a switch and automatically, you know, reach this level of spiritual greatness or maturity or power or strength. It's a process just like we grow physically. And so, uh, you know, I would encourage believers right now just to call upon the Lord, to rest in the Lord, to lean into him big time, to let him be our rock and our salvation. So, yes, that spirit of power through Jesus Christ is what we need now more than ever. Do you believe now, uh, according to scripture, I mean, I know what I I have my own belief, but according to scripture, do you believe now that this right here is a sign of the end times? Well, I think it certainly is, could be very well part of the birth pangs that Jesus spoke of in Matthew 24 and Luke 21, where Jesus said the leading up to his return, there will be uh, plagues and famines and that type of thing. And of course, we know in the book of Revelation during the tribulation period in Revelation 6, uh, there's going to be global pandemics that are going to kill millions. In fact, more than a billion people will perish during that time. But Jesus 
So it's going to be a ramping up process as it was in the days of Noah. And so I think what we're seeing right now is this. I think we can we can say this authoritatively is that our planet is very volatile and humanity is very frail. And it only takes one little virus to bring us to our knees. If that's the case right now, what's it going to be like in the time when God unleashes his wrath and the Antichrist rises on, on the planet? Uh, mm -hmm. Right now, I think right now we're just experiencing just sort of the, the, the foreshadowings of some of those things that are going to happen. So that ought to really help prepare us because I don't think we're going to go through that as believers personally, but I mm -hmm. think it ought to prepare us right now to say, how strong am I and how can I right now begin to get the gospel out to people? Because we are living in the last days and our time may be shorter than we think. Right, right. And I believe that with all of my heart, I really, really do. Um, what should we, I mean, you've already touched on some things that we need to do. Um, what are, what are more things that we as believers can do? I mean, if, and I guess I've just never thought about this. I've always believed that, yes, I, I believe that Christ is coming back. I believe that um, it, we've been saying ever since I was born, I've been hearing God, he's coming soon. He's coming soon. And that's just the truth. It's, I've been hearing it ever since I was born. But now, because the signs of the time, you had mentioned the book of Revelations. I think it was Revelations um, 6, mm -hmm. Revelation 6 and 11. It says, by the sword and by famine. And by the sword, by famine, by plague, mm -hmm. um, all of these things, just signs. The, the word of God talks to us about uh, earthquakes um, right. showing up in places where you don't normally have earthquakes. And all, we, we're seeing the signs of the time. We're seeing all of these things happen. What can we or what should we as believers? What are the first things we should do? In my mind, I'm thinking, number one, make sure you have your household in order, yourself and your household right. in order. And number two, um, Go out and preach and teach the gospel and compel those who do not know God to come to Christ. Yeah, absolutely. In Revelation 3, 2, Jesus says before these these signs are, are revealed to John, the signs of the tribulation period, he says to the church in Sardis, wake up. And I think a lot of churches today, a lot of Christians are really asleep. They're sort of just doing their life. And they're not thinking about where they are on God's prophetic timetable. They're certainly not thinking about the brevity of their own life. And mm -hmm. so I think we have to wake up. And the way to wake up is to turn our attention to our relationship with Jesus Christ, to see him as he truly is and to put our yeah. faith in him. And then also, I think we need to grow up. <laughs> and, I, you know, back to what I mentioned earlier about the just being in the word. And this is a time to be close to your Bible. Uh, this is a time to be uh, digging into the scripture uh, to be hearing from God, uh, from the Bible. Uh, so we need to wake up, we need to grow up, and then we need to stand up, Gina. Uh, this is an unprecedented opportunity yeah. for believers to tell people about Jesus Christ. And mm -hmm. this is a vulnerable time. And guess what? This time may pass mm -hmm. pretty soon. 9-11, Bible sales just soared through the roof. Uh, people right. went back to church. People were thinking there were spiritual conversations going on. And so this is really an opportunity for believers to take advantage of this uh, this open door uh, that may soon shut to tell others about Jesus Christ in whatever way they can. And of course, the Internet's a great way to do it and Facebook and, and social contacts online, that type of thing. Uh, but then after this thing is sort of passed, we need to transition that into real relationships of people that we care about and uh, tell them about Jesus and his message of salvation. 
Right, right. Um, so what are you, um, what is it that you think are one of the most important things that we, um, that our, our pastors should should be teaching right now? Um, I know a, a lot of, um, a lot of the gospel seems to be, uh, I, don't, I don't know how, I don't know how to say this without it being uh, offensive, but oftentimes, you know, some the gospel seems to be, um, what's the word, <laughs> watered down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the best way I can say it, watered down. Um, and it's almost like people are, some are afraid to teach and preach sin and what it is right now. And I guess I, I, I don't mean, I hope I'm not steering too far from our, our topic here, but I just think it's just so important when we begin to talk about um, this time that we're in right now. Um, it just seems that so many are afraid to just touch on topics. It's, it's almost like to be, to have the mindset of um, intolerability, to be intolerable of some things that are going on in the world, you're wrong. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're right. wrong. And people don't have, um, don't have the courage to just teach the gospel. It's yeah. right here. <laughs> right. We don't do that anymore. So I guess I'm saying, what are, right now, what are some of the most important things, in your opinion, and the, again, these are our opinions, that you think we should be teaching? Yeah. Well, a pastor's job is to be a shepherd uh, to his people. And one of the things that a shepherd does is he uh, he shepherds his sheep in terms of protecting them. Uh, he mm -hmm. keeps uh, the, the wolves out of the pen. And, uh, you know, I think about Paul's words to the Thessalonians uh, back in Second Thessalonians chapter two, where he said there were there were ideas that were circulating around them through false teachers that were telling them false things about uh, about uh, the day of the Lord and about the tribulation, about Jesus' return, and all these things, and they were troubling them. And I think right now, one of the things pastors can most importantly do is to address the elephant in the room and mm -hmm. to talk about where we are in God's prophetic timetable and to say, okay, you know, this is not the day of the Lord. We are not in the tribulation, but yeah. we're seeing birth pangs of this thing beginning to happen now. So yes, you need to get your house in order. And what needs to happen in order for that to happen? Well, you may need to address some sin in your life. I mean, much like Noah did during Noah's day. I mean, he was a preacher of righteousness, Peter tells us, and he was not very popular because guess what? There were only eight people that, that totally joined him on the ark, you know? Right. And so- uh, pastors have to be willing to be unpopular in culture uh, to address the sin of a nation, address the sin of the congregation, uh, the sin of a culture, that type of thing. And really to, to do that because his primary job is to be faithful to God, number one. And, yes. uh, and the Holy Spirit will then take the word of God and apply it to the people of God. And then they are responsible for God to deal with that truth. So right. it is a time to declare truth. Uh, to declare sin, but also to give great hope, which is amazing because that's exactly what Paul did with the Thessalonians. He says, mm. I don't want you to be ignorant. I want you to have comfort and hope. And when he told them about what God is really going to do in the end times and going to do for them, then all of a sudden they were infused with a sense of hope. So right now, more than any time, I think in human history, Christians can have faith and clarity and hope because we have the word of God, we have God on our side, yes. and we can't lose in the end. So we have to continue to press forward. This is not a time to draw back. It's a time to stand up and to go forward by faith with great confidence into the darkness with the light of Jesus Christ. Right, right. I totally agree. Um, 
the um, important thing, one of the important things I wanted to um, talk about is our time. Um, sometimes, you know, we talk about um, uh, being on the island of Patmos, and sometimes that's kind of how here in the house these last few days. And so I thought, well, you know, God, this is a perfect time for me to get closer to you. This is the perfect time for me to learn more of you and and spend this time um, wisely, um, not only spending this more time with my family, but doing things that really matter um, for my family, for my home, for my church. Um, what are some things that we as believers can do? Just just your opinions. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, one of the things I'm doing is working on some some ministry projects right now that I haven't had the time to work on. I mean, this is sort of like a uh, an unplanned, uh, you know, respite from from regular kind of work. And so, right. you know, one thing that you might say is, OK, I'm just an ordinary Christian, which we all are. Right. Uh, I'm just an ordinary average Christian. But what is something I can do that I can say at the end of this two week or three week period that I have accomplished for God? And maybe it is writing letters of encouragement. Maybe it's sending a certain number of texts per day to encourage believers in Christ. Maybe it's, I want to I want to really master a book of the Bible during mm -hmm. this time. I want to get out my Bible, get out my pen, you know, get out a commentary or another book or whatever, and really go through the Word of God, you know, verse by verse. Uh, so there's spiritual things we could do. Maybe there's some fasting that could be taking place. Maybe there's time, special times of prayer that someone might be led to do. Uh, or maybe there's a, an online Bible study that someone could do. Right. They could do a study and say, hey, why don't we together go through a devotional together or go mm -hmm. through a small book of the Bible together? So there are many of those type of things. And outside of that circle then becomes just our family and uh, making sure that we're close to our family, keeping on each other, encouraging one another, because, you know, as you said earlier, Gina, you know, fear levels rise and they fall and different people have different susceptibilities to fear and to different emotions. And so the strong need to help the weak. And that's mm -hmm. uh, Galatians 6 tells us that we're to bear one another's burdens. And so mm -hmm. those are some ideas that I would say. And, you know, maybe there's some home projects that people need to be working on. Uh, some of these right. wives are telling husbands to fix some things at <laughs> home. Maybe that's the time for that to happen. But, uh, but more than anything yeah. else is just focusing in on our relationship with Christ. Right. Well, you two, uh, like me, are we are in this great state of Arkansas. And as of now, as this interview is taking place, um, I know that the governor has asked for restaurants and things like that to be closed. Um, schools are out until the 17th of April. Um, my, my daughter's feelings were so hurt. Um, so, you know, we are we're we're indoors. Um, if it gets to the point, I know California was announced last night that I think for the next two weeks, they are only, they are asked to only get out for, um, everything is closed. They're asked to only get out for groceries, for food or medicine and that sort of thing. Um, if anything like that, you know, it, which it may very well happen here in Arkansas, what, uh, what, and again, your opinion, some of the responses, um, of believers, what, what are your thoughts on on just the closure and the total isolation. Because again, when you start thinking about two weeks, at first it was just for a few days, you know, we're thinking a few days, but now we're, we're going into a span of weeks now. So, and really after I heard the weeks, that's when it really hit me. Wow, this, it almost seems unreal. It's almost like the twilight zone sort of thing, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But still on my part, there's no fear, but it's just, I don't know. There's this feeling that I really cannot even explain as a believer. Um, that's just so different. You know, how should we approach the coming weeks? 
Yeah, I mean, one thing to keep in mind is, is this, and this is kind of an, a, an obvious statement, is, is that there are things that, are, that we can control in our lives and there are things that we cannot control. Mm-hmm. We obviously cannot control uh, what our government says that we should do and, and what our local and state governments say that we should do during a time like this. So we go, okay, so that's out of my control right now, but what can I do? And so really it, it tells us as believers that we're going to have to be a little bit creative. We're going to have to get more of a long-term plan. I think people are thinking, well, I'm just doing this day by day, but I think we need to think about, in, like you said, in terms of weeks. I mean, even if there is a uh, return, which I believe there will be a return to normal, it likely will not happen overnight, but will happen in increments as well. So mm-hmm. we need to gear our minds for that, I think, Gina. That's one thing yeah. I would say, that just settle into a mindset of, okay, I'm going to be here. What can I make, uh, what can I creatively do here to keep, not just keep my sanity, uh, but yeah. also, as we said earlier, just to be able to thrive during this time. Uh, yeah. And I, I think the thing, too, for all believers right now is that we need to pray we need to seriously pray that God would would uh, bring healing to people who have this uh, coronavirus, that he would prevent others uh, from getting it. Uh, and I think, again, common sense measures that we're doing are great and everything, but we also seriously need to pray. I think this is a time for believers uh, to pray for our nation. We Really, we have the answer. I mean, uh, not, not the actual cure to the coronavirus, but we have the answer in terms of prayer because God can stem the tide of the flow of this thing. And mm-hmm. wouldn't it be great uh, in heaven one day for God? It was your prayers uh, that kept America from really yeah. going under on this thing. So I think praying is really the key. But to get our mindset uh, in this idea that it could actually be several weeks before this thing starts to turn around. Right. Several weeks. And that is just that is still so unreal to me. Um, I guess I, I had always believed that things like this would happen. And in my heart of hearts, I really did. I guess I didn't think that I would be, I was thinking it was much further down the line. And right. so I, I just, I, I don't, I have never pictured myself actually living this, living this out. Uh, we did get a question though. Someone was asking about um, mental health right now. Um, let's see. What specifically about mental health, uh, asked about mental health during this time, mental health. This time. I guess. Um, oh, I guess, you know, how how to approach this mentally, um, she says, with people being stuck in the house physically and ver- ver- verbally abusive, some parents, siblings, um, I guess probably just being stuck in the house. <laughs> you know, my daughter, when she found out the school was um, going to be close to the 17th. You know, she just went in the garage and ah, I just, yeah. just wanted <laughs> <Right>. to yell. <laughs> she just wanted yeah. to yell. So I guess um, said and people losing their jobs. I guess how do you? Um, and, and for me, I know prayer. Being a believer, I know prayer. Uh, to me, prayer is the answer to all things and believing and trusting in God. So mentally, our mental state. Yeah. You know what? What should we be doing right now? Well, one of the things that 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 Peter told the believers uh, when he wrote his epistle to the to the scattered all across Asia Minor, uh, basically said this to him: "You're not alone. You know, mm-hmm. you if you're going through sufferings, know that your brethren are experiencing some of the same things you're going through. So sometimes, Gina, it helps just knowing that you're not the only person who's suffering like this. 
uh, mm-hmm. that many, many people, uh, millions of people are going through this. So that's one thing. Uh, the second thing I'll say is that, um, you know, you mentioned prayer. The, the first Bible verses I ever memorized as a baby Christian at age uh, 16 was Philippians 4, 6, and 7, which God basically says, don't worry about anything. Instead, mm-hmm. pray about any, everything. If you do this, you'll experience God's perfect peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. The cure mm-hmm. to anxiety is prayer. Prayer is the greatest therapy that we can ever have. Praying out loud, praying in our minds, praying in our beds, praying as we take walks. Uh, mm-hmm. Isaiah 26, 3, I believe, says he will keep in perfect peace those whose mind is stayed mm-hmm. upon you. And yeah. so, you know, there's a comfort yeah. there. And, you know, I, I know that may sound like a, a trite answer, you know, coming. But you know what? The Bible, it speak, when the Bible speaks, God speaks. And God wants believers to believe what his word says. And yeah. the more that we continue uh, to roll that burden, as First Peter said, cast on your it's breaking up we keep the more we will experience god's peace and again it's that's, that's a learning process uh, but mm-hmm. we have to practice it in order to experience all the full benefits right we have to practice it and i think that um and being consistent with it you know yeah. I, I i always i'll I've always prayed that you know, during times like these, this won't be the only these won't be the only times we decide we want to reach out to God whenever we're in despair, whenever we don't know what to do, whenever we're fearful. But to always, always look to the hills from which cometh our help, whether during good times, bad times, but always right. look to, you know, um, and, and it's my prayer that this will not be the last time that <laughs> a lot of people who um, maybe do not know Christ. Um, that they get to know him through through this, and so um, I just wanted to put that in there. So that's then going a, back, go ahead. I was going to say that's a good word. I, I was thinking about you know prayer uh, and faith being like a muscle, and how the, the more we use it, the more we exercise it. And how my sons, when they played football during football season before football season, they would work out and work out their muscles. But you know what? After the season over with in the off season you need to be working out too and so mm-hmm. even when we're not feeling the pain we're not feeling the stress and all that the sun is we still need to be exercising those faith muscles that was that was good that was a good metaphor that's a good way to put that <laughs> because then when it's time to get back in there yeah yeah you, you're ready exactly, yeah exactly that's good um and going back to when you were answering the question about the mental health and mental state i'm thinking about um my daughter had mentioned she's in she's in theater and um they've been working on their newest musical this spring and a lot of the seniors that um this is their last musical you know these kids have been in in theater all through high school and so they're looking forward to their very last musical which very well may be um canceled now and so there's just a lot of uh, young people that are hurt right now during this time um if you if you had any advice out there for parents how should how can they approach this um situation and, and explain and comfort their kids right now that are are you know suffering a little heartache and disappointment because of school closes yeah. and things in fact, I was talking to a dad yesterday about that very uh, same thing about they're kind of going stir crazy and you know losing contact with friends and not able to see boyfriends and things like that. You know, uh, one of the things that that I think we can do right now as parents is to there needs to be a family meeting uh, instead of just kind of ignoring what's going on. We need to come together as a family and say, family, look, we're in this thing together. 
Uh, we're in this boat together. Think of yourself out in a rowboat, you know, out in the ocean. It's like we got to stick together. Uh, we have to make sure we don't uh, eat each other, you know, while we're in this situation, you know, and, and devour one another, uh, but encourage one another. And I think now is the time to to think about being creative with your family. Uh, maybe there's movie nights you need to do you hadn't done in a while. Uh, maybe uh, the the son or the daughter needs to cook dinner and and you know give them a chance to be in the kitchen and just be be fun and creative and just to really turn a bad time into something good. I think about uh, some and I'm not comparing this to the Holocaust obviously, but think about what some of the Jews did in some of these concentration camps. They invented games. They they had fun times together uh, even though the whole world around them was really coming apart and. And so I think we need to be creative uh, with our families and, of course, encourage one another. And, and to make sure, again, it's like not letting each other get on each other's nerves as hard as that is, that is sometimes. But we have to be spirit-filled. We have to be controlled by Christ uh, to make sure that we're treating people in our family. And again, just being creative with this time and knowing that it's going to end. We're in a tunnel right now, but there is going to be light and eventually it will end. Right. And you've said that several times throughout you know, today's interview. What does, um, according to the research you've done, and, and I meant to do this earlier, you know, you guys that are on, I meant to do this before I started, but I just wanted to let um, let the audience know a little bit about you since we have um, quite a few people on. Um, um, Jeff is a best-selling author. He is passionate about communicating, and I got this from your website. <laughs> he is passionate <laughs> about communicating God's truth to this generation. And I did want to talk to you. It says following a tumultuous teenage experience. Uh, if you don't mind sharing that with us later, uh, Jeff led was led into a relationship with Jesus Christ and everything changed. It says here that you've served over two decades as student pastor and senior pastor at churches ranging from medium size, medium size to mega churches. Um, you've written over 30 books. Um, a few of them I have downloaded onto my Kindle and I'm going <laughs> to get started right. on those. You've been guest on shows um, such as Fox and Friends, The Glenn Beck Show, um, The Ben Shapiro Show, and hundreds of national radio and television programs. So, I mean, you you have definitely um, you've definitely been able to spread um, all that God has given you, been able to share it with the world, with the nations, and that's definitely a blessing. Um, so, I just wanted everybody to know a little bit about you know who Jeff. And um, why I thought it was important to have him on. He um, he he definitely is a man after God's own heart. Definitely. Um, let's see, going to my next question. How do you? You've said this. I was saying this before I started. You've said several times throughout the interview that you know this will end, um, and, and which I, I believe it will. But according to the word, tell me how do you see just this COVID nineteen. Um, I'm not asking you to prophesy, <laughs> but just right. according to the research and the things that you've done, how do you see this this um, ending for us? Literally, uh, the whole world is focused on one thing. So the whole world is highly motivated uh, to end this thing and to get it under control. Uh, you know, compared to flu deaths and, and people who have been affected by the flu, I think last year, 2017, 2018, there were 45 million people just in the U.S. affected by the flu. Uh, yes. We're nowhere near uh, in our country right now with this thing. Uh, I think that's it's one of these things that is sort of snowballed uh, as it's gotten momentum 
and in terms of our response to it. But our government is very, very uh, concerned and very motivated. Uh, they know they cannot keep people uh, out of social interaction forever. And so there is logically going to be uh, an end to this kind of thing uh, because all things uh, will come to an end on, you know, we know that from history. Uh, this is not the end of the world uh, as some people are, are predicting, uh, but it will pass. And so uh, I think we can have confidence in that uh, just from a natural standpoint, from looking around. Uh, the world cannot continue, literally cannot continue uh, yeah. indefinitely on this path. And so, yes, right. there will be a, a turning around. And there may be some, uh, some stopgap you know, things put in effect, some buffers put in effect in our society uh, where people are encouraged to be tested regularly, that type of thing. You know, if it were to uh, begin to spiral out of it, but I think they're going to we're going to be able to contain it uh, in certain areas because of this sort of uh, self-imposed quarantine. Uh, but again, eventually it's going to pass and we're going to get back to normal life. So I think there's hope. Yes, I believe so, too. Um, just to give a little um, a few facts and all of you who are on Facebook, um, I don't know if you've seen that they have a COVID-19 information center. And I've gone on here just about every day to, to, to look at the numbers. But um, it says that the global confirmed cases is um, 246,276. The total deaths of those is 10,038. And the total that have recovered is 86,036. So those numbers, I mean, that's an, that's an astonishing difference. You know, um, there are more, more that have recovered than there are that have passed. And then you had mentioned also the flu. You know, we right. have more deaths from the flu than we've had from, from COVID-19. Right. Um, and I guess, I guess one thing that, you know, I was, I was asking the Lord about is why why is it that this has caused such a such a scare among people when the flu seems to be deadlier? Mm -hmm. uh, is it because they don't have a cure? Is it, it you know you know what is why yeah. is such this such a scare over COVID nineteen? That's a great question. I think I think the first answer to that is the fact that it spreads so rapidly in a concentrated area there in the Wuhan area of China. I think right. that got the world's attention. And that was sort of like, well, if it can spread that rapidly there, it can spread that rapidly anywhere. So any carrier from China really that's a great question. I think I think the first answer to that is the fact that it spreads so rapidly in a concentrated area there in the Wuhan area of China. I think right. that got the world's attention. And that was sort of like, well, if it can spread that rapidly there, it can spread that rapidly anywhere. So any carrier Our Surgeon General here in the United States said yesterday, he said the average person in, a, in America who contracts this virus has a 99.9% of full recovery. Okay. So that tells you yeah. something. I mean, this is the head doctor in America saying right. these things. So that should sort of quell a little bit of the panic. You know, there, there's sort of a, uh, there's, there's a group mindset that kind of gets in, in place in times like this. And we mm -hmm. need to listen to the facts 
uh, listen to what's really true and not just kind of be caught up into the hysteria of it all. So, so yeah, people are recovering all over the world right now. Right. Uh, so we need to make sure that we focus in on those facts and not just the, the emotions and the feelings that people are, uh, that they're propagating out on social media. Right. Right. And, uh, and it's so easy because it's everywhere. I mean, you, mm-hmm. every, I'm, when I'm scrolling, everything I see is, COVID-19, COVID-19, everything. Um, Well, I don't have, those are all of my questions and my thoughts. I know this interview kind of went a little all over the place. Um, But um, I just want to say thank you so much. Is there anything that you'd like, any closing thoughts that you'd like to leave with us before we close out this interview? Well, I would just encourage people and Christians uh, specifically just to be informed and the greatest way we can be informed is to be in the Bible, in the scripture, know what the Bible says, uh, not only about our own lives, our relationship with God, but also about the times in which we're living. And so that's one of the things that I'm doing right now is helping believers do that, helping them understand the times so that they can live with clarity, confidence, and hope. And that's what we all need in times like this. So uh, Gina, it's been a pleasure being with you. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be with you and talk. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Tell us, where can we find you on social media? If anybody wants to go on and purchase some of your books, um, listen to your podcast, tell us a little bit about your podcast and uh, yeah, where we can find you on social media. Absolutely. Uh, my podcast is called the Vintage Truth Podcast. Uh, you can get it on any of your uh, media apps for podcast apps. Uh, we're heard in almost 80 countries. I do two podcasts a week, 20 minutes each. Um, also, just started a brand new podcast uh, called The Prophecy Pros podcast. And uh, that's with my good buddy, Todd Hampson. And uh, that's launching right now to give people hope in times like this. But jeffkinley.com is my website. Uh, I'm everywhere. I'm on Twitter and Instagram and that type of thing. And so uh, just look me up on Facebook, Jeff Kinley, author, speaker. And I'd love to connect with you on there in any way that I can help you out. Uh, Amazon has all my books. So uh, go on Amazon and click on and take a look at some of the books I've written. Okay, awesome. Well, again, Jeff, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. I know all of my Success in Christ podcast listeners will appreciate this as well. God bless you, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you, Gina. Thank you. Again, thank you, Jeff. I know I said it several times already, but thank you again so much just for pouring into us what God has poured into you. I appreciate you taking the time to do this interview. It has truly, truly blessed my soul. And you guys, I hope it blessed your soul as well and just gave you a little bit more insight uh, as to what the word of God says concerning the last days. Let me encourage you to go on and search on Amazon some of Jeff's books. Again, as I told you all at the beginning of the podcast, I am reading Interview with the Antichrist and you know, guys, it is just so very, very insightful. I want to encourage you to go on and search Amazon for a few of his books. If you're just interested in reading what the word of God has to say about the last days, definitely, number one, read the word of God. Um, And then I encourage you to also read some of Jeff's books and see how they align with the word of God. It is my prayer that you guys are all staying safe out there. This COVID-19 is nothing to play with. There are people that are losing loved ones, uh, those that are losing their lives because of this horrible, horrible virus. You know, um, just if nothing else, just do the best that you can to keep yourself safe, keep your family safe and pray. There is power in 
prayer. If you have never prayed before, now um, in this day and age, now is the best time, if any, to learn of the power of prayer and what it can do in your life and for your life and the lives of those that are around you. God is still on the throne. God is still in control. And with all of his power and all of his might, the fact that he still has time to lend an ear to little old me, to my prayers, to your prayers, it is just a wonderful thing and it is a powerful tool. Prayer is so very powerful. You all and as believers, we have got to learn to exercise and use this power that God has given us. Pray, 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 pray. If nothing else, pray. The Bible tells us to watch and pray. So while you're praying, also remember to watch and to pray. I am praying for all of you. Please, please stay safe. Please follow the rules and guidelines of the health officials. Please pray for those that are that are experiencing this horrible, horrible uh, virus in whatever way, whether it be the healthcare professionals, we've got to pray for them because they are literally on the front lines taking care of us and our families. Pray for our political leaders, those that are in office, whether we agree with what they're doing or not. We still need to pray that God will lead them and guide them, but that they will listen Listen to the voice of God as he's trying to lead them and guide them. So you all, there's just so much to pray for. So I just admonish and encourage you to pray. Thank you again to everybody that always listens. Um, You all, I want to encourage you to share this podcast with your family, with your friends, with those on social media. Visit me at LaGeniaBearden.com. And as always, you can always visit me at SuccessInChrist.net. If you have a prayer request, if you just want to reach out and, and talk to me like so many of you do, you know that my email is info at successinchrist.net. I love you guys with the love of Christ. And it is my prayer once again that you all are staying safe. Remember that God is still on the throne. I love him. I love you all. Be blessed and have a blessed and prosperous day. And I'll talk to you next time right here on Success in Christ.